And so my title of today is Ready to Believe. My scripture verse comes from John eleven twenty five. Jesus was saying this to Martha, Lazarus's sister. Lazarus was a friend of the Lord. And they had made this friendship and unfortunately, this man died. And Jesus said to his disciples, come on, let's go visit my friend. And so they made this journey that day. It wasn't that long of a journey from where they were coming from. But today, through this message, my ultimate goal is to say to you, Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. That's my ultimate goal. And I pray through these two biblical accounts that I will give to you today that you will be able to acknowledge not only the truth of the Word, but the truth as it applies to your life. It's one thing to hear what the Bible says and what the church may say. But it's another thing to believe. Because when you believe something, you don't just believe it inside the doors of the church. You believe it outside the doors of the church. Let me say that again. It's one thing to believe it inside the doors of the church, but I'm asking you to carry this message of belief outside the doors of the church. So the question, number one, is do you believe this? Do you believe what I just said? Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. That's a decision you make. Jesus asked this question to these people 2,000 years ago. And I'm asking the very same question to you today. So let's look at these two accounts. The first one is the story of Lazarus. Comes from John chapter 11. And it's uh, the story of Lazarus being raised from the dead. This friend died kind of suddenly. You know, things happen like that. People die unexpectedly. Death has no timetable on people's lives as far as I, everyone gets to live to be a certain age. Death comes. Bible verse, it's appointed unto man to die. I don't know how much I like that Bible verse, but it's the truth. It's appointed unto man to die. Now, I want to know if that's true. What happens after death? And I pray that in this Resurrection Sunday, the truth of the message of Jesus Christ being the resurrection and the life really comes to the inner core of who you are, that there is no doubt, there is no debate, there is no question in your mind that Jesus Christ is alive. I'm going to say that again. There's no debate, there's no question in your mind, Jesus Christ today is alive. This account happened 
two miles away from Jerusalem. That's significant in biblical history. Two miles, approximately three kilometers for those of you that are on the other system. Jesus had told his disciples that day, hey, let's go to Bethany. John chapter 11, verse number 19, and many Jews had come to Mary and Martha to comfort her, comfort them. So Jesus knew that the friend had died. He had already had the announcement, but he still wanted to go. A lot of people thought he was going just to bring comfort to the friends. Because not only was he a friend of Lazarus, he was also a friend of Mary and Martha. And this particular portion of Scripture gives us the knowledge that there were many other people there at the moment. They weren't isolated. It wasn't just one or two people. There were many other people. The Bible's very specific about making that true and informative for us today. It's just like sitting in this room today and watching online. I'm praying for at least 50,000 people to be watching us today. You say, Pastor, that's a big goal. Well, God is big. <laughs> We've had days where there's over 100,000 people watching. But I preach this gospel to you today because I want you to not only hear the truth, but I want you to believe that Jesus Christ is the resurrection and the life. And so as Jesus showed up, one of the sisters ran out to meet him. You know, it, it's amazing to me how that Martha is so bold with Jesus at this moment. If you've been here, is her statement, almost rebuking Jesus. I don't know how much gumption you would have, but to stand up and say, if you had been here, he had not died. Kind of almost blaming Jesus. He's your friend. Why didn't you show up? And a lot of us are in that blame game in our life. If I didn't have these problems, if these difficulties had not come, it's somebody else's fault. I put blame on someone else. Here's a biblical account where an individual is blaming God for not showing up. If you had been here, he had not died, but Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Now, I don't know about you, but right then and there, something would have leaped in my spirit, man, they said, uh-oh, something good is about to happen today. But what happened was, was amazing. The response was, I know he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. Jesus' response to that of her talking was, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. Even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? That's a big question. 
I believe in Christ. I believe he's the Lord of my life. I believe I've invited him into my life. And because he lives, I get to live. The Bible says I will never die. That doesn't mean I will not go into the ground. (laughs) But the Bible says to be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. So the moment I die, I get to go to heaven. So the story goes from there to Jesus saying to the people, hey, roll the stone away. Now, I'm telling you, you talk about freaky, you talk about nervous, you talk about all the emotions that could be even thought about for that moment. Here's the sisters of the brother that's in the tomb. Here's the friends and other family members, and they want to open the tomb. And he had been dead for four days. And the cry that they could make was, he must stink. You know, it's amazing what happens immediately. Is Jesus calls his name. So if you ever doubt whether or not Jesus knows your name, will you stop doubting? If he created you, he knows your name. If he created you, he knows your name. And if he knows your name, he knows your need. If he knows your need, he knows how to take care of your need. So he says, Lazarus, come here. The Bible says, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, he comes out of the tomb. And the response is pretty incredible. What would you have done if you were with a sister? What would you have done if you were one of the friends? What were you one of the ones that were there? Were the mourners. All you did was come to mourn with the sisters. And all of a sudden, here's this guy that once was dead. That everybody knew he was dead. But now... He's alive. Wow. <laughs> what would have went through your mind? Oh, that was fake. They, they made all that up. That smell that we once smelled, that, 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 that's not really the smell. <laughs> are you getting me? Are you, are you seeing the illustration of that moment? The tombstone is rolled away. A dead man comes back to life and he's standing there for a whole world to see so that preachers 2,000 years later could be saying, he once was dead. And everybody knew he was dead. But now he's there. And Jesus says to them, unwrap him, let him go. What's he unwrapping? He's unwrapping all the doubt, all the fear, all the issues of mankind. Look at your friend. Look at your brother. Look what I'm able to accomplish. I am the resurrection and the life. That's the question. Do you believe it?
chapter 24 is uh, another portion of scripture that's just amazing to me because it, it, it gives a little more of some accounts. Jesus was hung on a cross to die for the sins of the world, to die for your sins, to die for my sins, because he loved us. So if there's a question, there always has to be an answer. Okay, I'm going to say that again because some of you didn't get that. If there's a question, my kind of person wants the answer. Maybe you're the kind of person that says it's always going to be a question. Hello, that's just for the people in Rome. It's not any of you that are watching in South Africa today or Indonesia today or wherever you're watching from. It doesn't matter. It's just for the people here in Rome. They're the ones that would ask a question and not expect an answer. You guys all expect answers. I got it. But when you think about it, the answer is, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. Wow. So if I have the question, do I believe? There's got to be an answer to my belief. Is Jesus Christ really the Savior of the world? Did he really die on that cross on the Good Friday that we call it historically? Did they really nail him up there? Did he really take those stripes upon his back? Did he really have a crown of thorns placed on his head? Did that really happen? Or was all of that made up? I believe it was the truth. Jesus says on the cross, I'm dying. Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. In other words, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Jesus himself is thinking that God had forsaken him. But God's plan was the plan from the beginning. Jesus knew the plan. Jesus went to the cross willingly so that we could have forgiveness of sins. And unless he died on that cross, today you wouldn't even have the opportunity. I wouldn't have the opportunity. It's not your church affiliation. It's not whether you're a member of a church or this uh, group of people or that group of people. It's a belief in Jesus Christ. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That's the scripture. Acts 16.31. You've got to believe that. If you believe that, you can have your sins forgiven. See, unbelief is separation from us and God. If I don't believe, I'm separated from God. What are you talking about belief? I believe who Jesus is. I believe he is the resurrection and the life. I believe that. The reason I believe that is because I believe the account of what the word says. 
The Bible account is pretty evident. A few days prior to Jesus hanging on a cross, God raises Lazarus from the dead. You may not have known that biblical fact, but a week prior to the resurrection and the death and burial of Jesus Christ, he raises Lazarus from the dead. His disciples in the crowd, just a few kilometers from Jerusalem, gets to see with their own eyes a man that once was dead come back to life. And Jesus died on a cross. We was put in a borrowed tomb. It's the truth. And three days later, to prove that the gospel message is true, to prove that salvation is true, to prove that we can be born again is true, Jesus comes back to life. Wow! He comes back to life. That's why he can say, one week prior, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he was dead, yet shall he live. If you will get this in your heart, it will be the very core of who you are. It won't be something you read about or just studied about or someone told you about. It will be who you are. I am alive because Jesus Christ is alive. I am made new because Jesus Christ has made me new. My sins are gone because Jesus died on that cross so that I can have forgiveness of sins. You can have forgiveness of sins I believe but the big question today is do you believe the Bible account says that when they put him in that tomb they rolled a stone in front of that tomb just like Lazarus. But in this tomb, the officials decided somebody's going to steal his body, so we better guard it. And we better put the seal on it so that nobody could steal it. <laughs> they don't know who God is, do they? Those people that made that up and wrote that down that that's the way it should be, they don't know who God is. They didn't know that the God I declare to you created the heavens and the earth. The God that I talk to you about today is not the one that sent his only son. They don't understand the authority of who God is. God is the God that can change the world. And he knew that this was going to be the only way. So three days later, early in the morning... Here comes the women <laughs> to deliver the spices. They didn't know the tombstone had been put in front. The disciples didn't come. The ladies came. Ladies, why are you always doing so good? Why are you guys always the one out there in front? I don't understand why us men got to always be bringing up the back. Maybe we ought to change that. Man, there was your moment. You missed it. You've always been missing it. Don't miss it no more. 
Here's your moments. That tombstone was rolled away. Those ladies saw. And the angel said, why do you seek? Why do you come here? He's not here. He's risen. He is risen. So if he's risen, what do you think the ladies are doing right that moment? I mean, they're probably saying, oh my, oh my, oh my. What happened to him? And they run back to tell the disciples. I mean, the, the, the verse, why do you look for the living among the dead, is a powerful verse. Why do you do that? You know, we do that a lot here in our world too, isn't it? We don't look for the right things sometimes. The things that are supposed to satisfy us are not the ones we always are looking for. Some look for love in the wrong places. Some look for happiness and peace in places they should not be looking at. But I'm here to tell you today, my friend, that here is the gospel message. That when Jesus Christ came back to life, the tombstone is the evidence that, that Jesus is alive. It, I mean, he could have done it any other way he wanted to do it. He chose to do it that way. And then after that, after the tombstone is empty and the ladies run back and tell the disciples and the disciples show up and they look to see it's empty, everybody now of the inner circle of people are knowledgeable about the mere fact that Jesus is not in the tomb. Some believe, some doubt. It's kind of like our world, isn't it? Some believe, some doubt. Some simply just don't believe. I'm here to say to you today, this is your moment. The question is, do you believe this? And what do you believe? Make a decision. Don't live your life in the unknown. Make the decision. Is Jesus alive? Did he come back to life? Is there really an empty tomb? Is he really sitting now on the right hand of the Father? Is that who really God is? Is that the truth? If it is, you believe. John chapter 20, verse 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that by believing you may have life in his name. Now, I've chosen to use that scripture today as the ending of my message. Because I believe it comes to the mere fact of, did Lazarus really die? And did Jesus bring him back to life? Did Jesus really die on the cross? And did God really bring him back to life? If these really happen, but these are written, it's in the Bible. I can't go back in and change the Bible now from the account of 2,000 years ago. I can't say, oh, that, that you know, just rule that one out. 
It's what was written. So if that's what was written, I make a, a decision in my life, this is true. If I make the decision that this is true, I live that way. Every day of my life, I live that way. When I get up, I live like that. When I work, I live like that. When I put my head on my pillow, I live like that. Because he lives, I live. Because he's alive, I get to be alive. What are you talking about? I'm talking about spiritually speaking here. I once was dead in trespasses and sins, but have been made alive through Christ Jesus our Lord, is what the scripture says. So the big question for you today, from my online campuses to all my friends here in Rome, and the thousands of people that are going to see this message over the next 24 hours, do you believe it's your question and I pray that the answer is yes and maybe up to this moment in your life that question has been just one of those questions you thought was for church I'm not talking about church today I'm talking about everyday life this is your life. It's not just your church. You don't just put this in your church. You put this in your life. And if this is the truth of the gospel, my friend, then you have a big decision to make today. Do I believe? And if I believe, things change. If I've never believed, but now I've heard the gospel message for the first time, which I believe there will be many people today, probably on our live stream audiences around the world, that this is the first time you've ever heard the truth of the gospel. But now you know the truth. You've heard the truth. What are you going to do with the truth? It's a decision. It's a decision you make to say, I want to believe. The Bible says if we confess our sins, remember the difference I said earlier, it's the disobedience. The sin is the unbelief. The forgiveness of sin brings me to belief and to purity and to life everlasting. Do you believe this? That's the question. I can only ask the question. I cannot force you with the answer. It's your decision. I've told you the truth today. I debated this message for a few months. Because I've never preached it like this. I've always come from the women's perspective or I've come from the disciples perspective or sometimes I even came from the Roman guards perspective today I felt like let's put the truth the truth of Lazarus's story people like you and me you're a Lazarus today 
I'm a Lazarus today. I know who God is, but do I have a relationship with God? It's not what I just know about church. It's about what I believe. So today I want to invite you. Our online campuses around the world, or for those of you with us in Rome, I want you to believe. Today I want you to say a prayer with me, to ask Christ into your heart and your life. In a moment on the online campus, I'll be going to say the prayer with you. God bless you for joining us today. But for those of you here in Rome, you now get to answer the million dollar question. Thank you so much for listening today. As you have heard this message, I believe God has spoken to your life. Today, the best decision you can make is to follow Christ, to say yes to Him. And if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to pray with you right now. So I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say it, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life. From this day forward, for the rest of my life, I will live for you. The things I was doing that were sin, I won't do anymore because you've just changed my life. And I thank you, Lord, for answering this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Friend, if you just said that prayer, that's the best prayer you've ever prayed. And I can tell you that God's got great plans for your life. In a moment, there'll be some information that you'll see online that you can follow up because we're, the relationship doesn't stop now. We've started a relationship where we're gonna help you on this journey with Christ. Maybe you've listened to this prayer today and now you're saying, man, I got another need. Or maybe you've already given your life to Christ and you say, I need a miracle. Well, this pastor, this church believes in miracle. And so I wanna pray a prayer for you right now that God will do a miracle for you. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for my friends that have listened today. God, there's nothing too big for you. You said we can ask anything according to your will, and you hear us. And Lord, when you hear us, you respond to us. And Lord, right now, there are people that are praying prayers all over the world, and they're asking you for a miracle. So God, no matter what it is, I pray right now, you will touch them, you will answer their prayer, and a miracle will happen for them as we pray this prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said that prayer, I can tell you, I can't wait to hear the results of that prayer. So if you just send us a note, the information will be there right after you see this video, and you can say, I want to send that guy a note to tell him what God has done for my life. We love you, and remember, God's got a plan for your life.